is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We wanted to just welcome you to the show and say thank you, thank you, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you do this, people. For those who know me, I will threaten you. Go leave us a five-star review. You know why I'm asking you to do that? So everybody else can find out about it. People who've been watching and checking with us ever since day one, pun intended um they've been doing it and the reason why i know that because i've been checking us i've been checking out our reviews out you know i read those bad boys i'm out here in these streets i'm, I'm getting down with y'all so we appreciate you for if you have done so and if you haven't done so go ahead and get that done for your boy now t the braves beat the breaks off the mets again yeah i said it and um it looks like they're getting a little banged up so a lot of little b words going on right now <laughs> and there was a lot of pettiness we'll talk about all of that um <laughs> in regards to that and now there's a number that's being thrown out there 621 million dollars we'll tell you exactly what that means for the entire braves organization and last but not least and for the culture Prime has done it again. I'm telling y'all, man, y'all better get on board. We'll explain. But first, T, like I said, the Braves win five to nothing last night. A combined score in these first two games, 18 to one. They got the bats going. They're patient. Uh, Ronald Acuna is up here. Got walked four times for a career a career high last night. I'm just loving, loving each and everything that I'm seeing from this Braves squad against the Mets. Yeah, the Braves are out here outscoring the mess like a, a man, a woman, a man, male, female, to male ratio on a black campus. But uh, anyway, <laughs> just saying. Oh, that's God, you could probably have some good memories there, T. <laughs> but Braves did need to take care of business most definitely in those first two games because, hey, you got Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom to contend with. They're coming for you in games three and four. So you yes, like that the Braves paid attention, understood the assignment, and took care of business in those first two games. And like you said, Ronald Acuna Jr. just continues to affirm that he is back when you got these Mets pitchers out here intentionally walking you. And man, oh man, Uncle Charlie, I guess he watches the show too. <laughs> Yes, Charlie, Charlie, he did it. He listened. He did it. Yes, he did it. But the funny thing is, low key, in his last 11 starts, yes, he's only been two and two, but that's not all his fault. You talked about it yesterday. At, at times, he wasn't getting the run support that he needed, but he right. got just enough of it last night. And in these 11 starts, dating back to like June 17th, we're talking about batters also just hitting 183 against him. So that's still a lot to his credit in what we saw in those six and two thirds innings last night, season high, 12, 12, 12 strikeouts. Oh my yes. Goodness. Amazing. Yeah. But also that five Oh shutout could not have been done just by Charlie Morton alone. Because remember when he tapped out at six and two thirds innings, there were runners in scoring position that could have potentially tied that game. So we also have to recognize what Dylan Lee was able to Mr. do. Mr. Lee. Come <laughs> exactly. Come in, preserve the lead, and really just make sure that he struck out the batter right there, ended that inning, and then the Braves were good to go from there. But the other thing that we talked about is this. 
that reset, that rest, excuse me, of the bullpen in that Marlin series is paying dividends. And you saw it last night and you saw it in game one as well. And hopefully you'll see it the rest of this series. But Dylan Lee talked about it. Hey, give me a couple days. And in this case, three days of rest. And that arm is money. And it was money last night. So it was really good to kind of see all of those elements uh, coming together last night and for the, the Braves to really flip the script on the Mets because you know the Mets. The Mets love to strike folks out, not strike out, but Braves flip the script on them. No doubt about it. And, and you got to think about, you know, Brian Snicker has to get credit for that, right? Yeah, we always talk about the Alex Anthopoulos and his forward thinking, and, and we'll get into that as well. You mm -hmm. know, we just talk about what it is to, you know, make certain decisions that people may question and not being afraid to do that. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what Brian Snicker did. He yeah. gave those guys uh, some some rest. He gave those guys, especially specifically in that Marlins series, he knew what was coming up. And I think that a lot of times, you know, managers or coaches talk about not thinking ahead and taking it one day at a time and all that bull crap. But mm -hmm. in this particular situation, yeah. all of that was out of the door. He was like, I know what we can do against the Marlins. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to try some things out with the Marlins and we should yeah. be able to win because we're just better than them. But yeah. for him to kind of ha ha to have that foresight to be able to say, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to give my guys a rest. We're going to try some guys out. We're going to throw some guys out there, the Kirby Yates of the world and all those guys, uh, um, even, even Bryce Elder in the starting rotation. Yeah. All of those guys were got their opportunity to show what they can do against mm -hmm. a lesser team to, in order to save these arms for this exact moment. And I think that the Braves are halfway to where they need to be mm -hmm. as far as trying to you know catch the Mets in the uh, NL East. Yeah, yeah. And don't, don't screw that up, though, because – you have an opportunity tonight to win the series. Don't even try to get to the fourth game and try to win the series. Just go ahead and do that now. Because yeah, what you do don't want to do is, you know, chipping away and getting it down to three and a half games with that NL East lead for the Mets. You don't want to then give them games back. You don't want to give them anything back if you can help it. And just like Robert Blackman said, and thank you for checking in with us. Yes, this is why they are champs. It's the strategy that Jarvis just mentioned with Brian Snicker. And then with each aspect of the team delivering you know delivering at the plate delivering on the mound and delivering on defense all of those things came together to pull off that shutout so yeah braves looking good now just time to continue to keep as our boy randy mcmichael would say what's on next no doubt about it and you know with the falcons coming off a win against the detroit lions yeah. you know there was a lot of you know conversations that we've had on this show time mm -hmm. and time again about the competition on the offensive line we talked about it, yes uh earlier on in the week about that center position that's that competition is over but i think one thing that people haven't really kind of taken a look at or talked about is the mm -hmm. fact that there's a lot of competition in this wide receiver room, T. And I'm looking at my paper here, looking at my little roster, and I got my little highlights going on. Brian Edwards, Frank Darby, Stanley Berryhill, Geronimo Allison, Jerry Bernhardt, who caught the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter, Alton Tate, Alumbadeza Kids, Cameron Basson, Demir Bird, Cardero Hart, Drake London. There are a lot of guys on that that I just named are mm -hmm. really having good camps. And I'm talking about those guys on the back end who are competing mm -hmm. for spots. Drake yeah. London, not so much. Yeah, more than likely Brian Edwards going to stick around. But there are some mm -hmm. guys that have been really – like Demir Bird and Cardero Hodge, those guys have been having solid camps. And I mm -hmm. think Dave Ragone kind of said it best when he talked about, you know, what it is to be um, – uh, for those guys to be competing. And he said, hey, that group right now, they're really pushing each other. They are, and they're competing, but I will be honest with you. I still say, I said what I said. 
which was depth is still a concern to me because if we're looking at it not so much just from the wide receiver room i'm going to actually expand it to the tight end room because let's talk about just the pass catchers in general so you know that kyle pitts is your one in terms of your one target right and then drake london is likely your second target brian edwards as long as he stays healthy is probably your third target right so you've got three out of your four targets, and that's a good deal, especially because you already know that they're probably going to run a lot of 12s, right? A lot of 12 mm-hmm. sets. All good. But I'm still concerned. Yes, I know that they've had good training camps, and yes, I know that they you know, all were solid in that first preseason game, but I still do wonder who's going to kind of emerge as that true third wide receiver. One thing you could say about Russell Gage was he could give you something on like a third down, you know, you put him in the slot and he get you that, he, he moved the chains for you. I just right. wonder maybe as an example, who that guy is. And then also a little bit concerning is the fact that in all of those names, you didn't necessarily mention Alameda Zacchaeus first. And so mm-hmm. at this point in time, why isn't he considered maybe to be that fourth potential? I don't hear him as that fourth possible target in a lot of conversations. So yeah, as much as I like what Dave Ragone said, just in terms of quantity, I still do have a little bit of a question mark about quality, which hopefully will be answered throughout the remainder of the preseason. And to be honest with you, I think that was done on purpose, right? Because, you know, Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith have been preaching competition to yes. the fact that I'm like, I'm tired of using the word because they've used it so much right. <laughs> leading up to the season. So I, I think that was done on purpose. They brought guys mm-hmm. in and said, hey, Alton Tate, you want a, cup, you want a shot? Come here, mm-hmm. come down down to it now and earn you a spot. You know, and I think Alameda's kids are saying, hey, he looking around like, all right. I was here last year, but this room looks totally different now. (laughs) And there are a lot of guys that are bigger than me and may have, may or may not have a little bit more capability than I do. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's going to do nothing but breed competition. And I think Mm -hmm. that I'm interested to see how it plays out as, you know, the the, the Falcons get ready to take on the New York Jets on Monday night. And and I think that you're going to get a a, a nice sneak peek into what you're going to be in for or what they're going to be in for, the coaches Mm -hmm. that is, is when they go up to, you know, start practicing with the Jets. And I think that it's going to be a lot of good things going on because it's been been, been getting a little touchy-feely in these Mm -hmm. uh, these inter-squad practices for sure, T. And I'm interested to see how the Falcons fare um as they get ready to you know take on the jets on, on monday but last one before we get out of here t I, I gotta bring it up you know you rocking your atlanta dream hat today and our girl ryan howard um just uh is out here breaking records the head coach out here getting awards t like i think the atlanta dream made the right decision on who they who they drafted and yeah. who they hired as their head coach i think that's safe to say right absolutely absolutely like the gm of the aces who has brought tanisha right everywhere he's gone i mean literally he didn't do anything wrong this time this that was a good call once again for her and i tell you it's so exciting because again the dream are one of the teams like it or not the dream is a team that overachieved because when right. you have the number one spot, and of course they had number four, but when you have number four, you're in that top five in a draft. That means you were probably not a good team the year before. So for right. her to bring them to 14 wins and almost double what they did last year, and it's only the second time in the history of the franchise that a first-year coach has been able to get that many wins, she deserves AP acknowledging her as coach of the year. And then, like you said, with Ryan Howard, it's so funny because we all got excited earlier in the day. We're like, oh, bet Ryan Howard. Fourth, you know, month in a row that she is the rookie of the month. And then all of a sudden, 
hours later, not just rookie of the month by the WNBA standards, but also AP shouting her out for rookie of the year. And I suspect we're going to see the same from the WNBA because she is the leader in points, assists, rebounds as a rookie, and was also just named as one of only 11 players to training camp for the U.S. women's basketball team beginning in a couple weeks. So yeah, they're doing the darn thing down there in College Park. Congrats. No doubt about it. Congratulations to you, Miss Howard, and to the head coach as well. The Atlanta Dream organization is definitely headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Now, T, we talked about Rome being conquered in a day. Mike Soroka did that last night. We'll talk about that. But before we get there, tell the folks about what's going on over at Dave and how they trying to help the folks out. Yes. So you guys may have heard, and we don't get political on this show, but just to make an example, you may have heard that there is a bill out there that was signed into law that basically is trying to help us to deal with inflation, right? But real talk, yeah. the benefits of that are probably going to come in the next few years, if you will, to individual Americans. But if you need a benefit right now to give you a little lift and to give you a leg up, that is where Dave comes in. Because real talk, a lot of us need help real time so a friend of mine used to always say speaking of that that there's no stress like financial stress and that's the truth that's facts so dave can help you out in a pinch when you need it and can help you with borrowing a little cash but the way that it works with him is actually cool because first of all the banking app can help you to get 500 dollars instantly with what they call extra cash and then mm -hmm. on top of that literally you can download that that app to get the helping hand from future you or for future you rather and literally go to the state store right now it's d a v e extra cash account is what they're going to give you and guess what they're also going to give you five hundred dollars instantly and so that's where you're able to get that support real time for terms and conditions go to dave.com legal instant transfer fees do apply banking is provided by evolve it's a member of fdic and remember your future you will definitely thank you so speaking of the future the future kind of came to us a little bit last night in the form of Mike Soroka finally being back on the mound after over yes. two years. Listen, yes, Jarvis, I don't care whether it was single A, double A, triple A, whatever. Soroka was on the mound dealing again with uh, single A Rome, of course, and they've got the win, 6-5 over the Greensboro team. We appreciate that. But more importantly, just appreciate seeing Mike Soroka with the opportunity to go four innings, to get some strikeouts. Just amazing to see that after the two-year wait and hopefully maybe a peek into the future for the Braves. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that, you know, Soroka is a guy that you kind of feel for, right? You know, a lot of times, you know, covering teams for a long time, you try to be as objective as you possibly can, want, yeah, can be. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a situation where a guy, you know, on consecutive years – gets you know um hampered with an injury had to go through three different surgeries you yes. know one was you know the initial surgery and then one other one was just a corrective to kind of see what yes. was going on and then he mm -hmm. ended up having to have surgery to repair it again and i think that you know mentally that can just murder <laughs> uh, as uh my my, my uh, a wise man once said your mentals your mentals will be messed up you know <laughs> you know with marshall mm -hmm. lynch so i think that that's something that you have to take in consideration along with the physical, right? So you when you have, to have those two things working against you, you know, mm -hmm. from a, re a rehab standpoint, it's, mm -hmm. it can be daunting. And, and yeah. I think that yeah. uh, Soroka, you know, even talked about that. He was just saying just to be on the mound, mm -hmm. let alone how he performs, just to be right. on the mound right. just felt good, you know. And, and, it, and it's something that, 
you know, that that doesn't normally happen either. When you talk about um, tearing your same Achilles, mm-hmm. in, you know, in back to back situation, you're talking yeah. about at least what, two to three percent chance of that even happening. So mm-hmm. all those things are so things that I think that Soroka was thinking about when he was on the mound. But good for him, though, just to be yeah. able to get out there not only get out there just be out there and not and leave with no injuries mm-hmm. and he did really well 35 of, of his 45 pitches were strikes so right. hey that's right. you know just from a, a scout standpoint mm-hmm. i know alex Anthopoulos got his eyes on absolutely <laughs> absolutely and you know it's so funny because last night just felt like win after win after win for braves country so some people might say that beating and shutting out the mets was the best thing on tuesday some might say seeing mike soroka on the mound was the best thing for Braves country uh, Tuesday. But some might say that the best thing coming out of Braves country on Tuesday was locking up and loading up another one of their young guns in the form of Michael Harris II. Middle of the night, he gets eight years, $72 million, and it just adds another one to the list of these young guys that we know or hope will be around for quite a while. And literally, you look at the fact that you know, the Braves, at least locally, they've been known to be cheap, cheap, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's starting to change. Austin Riley got himself a, a really good deal. Now, I will tell you, and I can tell you a bit, little bit later about what I think about MH2's deal, but first things first, still acknowledge the fact that 72 mil guaranteed is still a good look for starters. And what it really does speak to is the fact that maybe Liberty Media has finally said Double A is the truth, truth. So let's start opening up these purse strings for this guy to get our young prospects taken care of and also to keep letting veterans know this is a viable place for you to come because you will get paid what you're worth. No doubt about it. And, and that's the thing that you have to you know look at, right? Mm-hmm. There is, I mean, let's just keep it a book now. Like, I don't think Liberty Media had a change of heart. Like, right. I think I no. think some of those funds start coming in. That bottom line has changed mm-hmm. because yeah. the battery is very successful. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of money last year because they won a World Series. So, of course, they're going to be a windfall of money. Say, hey, hey, double A, man, go ahead and spin that check, man. Buy out those buy out those cheap labor years i know they call mm-hmm. arbitration years but i call it cheap labor years because that's exactly <laughs> what they are right. so you know and go and give those guys that money right now like mm-hmm. i don't like i like the, to to have the foresight you know uh to be able to say go to these young guys and say hey man like you're not going to be a, 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 a eligible for a, a contract extension six years from now Right. How about we give you this, you know, <laughs> and you know what? The agent is looking and saying, like, you make what, seven hundred thousand dollars right now. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, three percent of nine million is a lot more than three percent of seven hundred thousand. So, yeah, let's go ahead and see if we can get this deal done. So, yeah. Shout out to the Braves for that. You know, shout out to Liberty Media for, hey, we, we do trust you, double A. We do mm-hmm. understand what you what you're doing from a scouting standpoint that yes. you're drafting guys that were literally coming out of high school two years ago yes. and they're coming up and balling and winning in it and, and, and in the conversations for an NL rookie of the year you got two yes. guys uh, for, for yes. nfl M, nfl nl rookie of the year so those mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just a really good time for in, in braves country because i just love to see it because you you're talking about adding some of these young brothers on the team and 
Mm-hmm. Like I know it takes me back to my childhood when I saw guys like Ron Gannon, David Justice on the squad, even Prime when he came around. Yeah. You know, you just seeing all of these guys like I promise you, I promise you 10 to 15 years from now, you're going to have a lot a lot of a lot of young brothers coming up saying, "You know what? Man, I love Michael Harris when I was watching him growing up, you know, and and I just love to see it because the MLB has always talked about growing the game in a certain way. I think this is this is where you started. You get these guys that are talented enough to bring up, and then once they they're good enough to bring up, you bring them up, and and I think the Braves are just doing a great thing right now. Yeah, and winning is a panacea for everything. So getting that World Series certainly makes it a little bit easier for the Liberty Media team to open up that their pocketbooks, right? But pry that, that pocketbook <laughs> open. <laughs> on that same do that for those who are bringing something to the table like MH2, like Spencer Strider, and of course, coming up the rear, Vaughn Grissom. But there are also times when you have to decide, even with contracts on the table, big or small, that it's time to cut, cut the strings and right. just cut your losses and keep it moving. So noticeably, Marcel Ozuna was not in the lineup at DH for the last couple of games, right? And yeah. it really got me to thinking for just a moment, because we still have to see what they're going to do for the rest of the series. And we also have to see what they're going to do for the rest of the regular season. But it made me think, will we actually see him in these final two games of this series? Will we see him even the rest of the regular season? Heck, even the postseason? Or are we slowly seeing the exit and the curtain call for the Marcel or Zuna era in Atlanta? You know what? I would not be surprised if that's the case because we uh, we talked about how you know Alex Anthopoulos has to think ahead, right? You know, given what he's been, been the salary constraints, and you know he was able to pay out that money to Marcelo Zuna. You know, he had a really good season in the uh, COVID shortened season. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was he was that guy in that year. You know, he was for a short amount of time. But you know, as we've gotten back into the the one sixty two, yeah, right, right, the real you will show. That's for yeah. sure. And, and I think that. I don't want to see him in these last two games. No. I don't care to see him. Grossman has been filling in nicely. Yeah, you know, nice you, you know, and be Wild Bill is 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 more than serviceable at that mm-hmm. DH spot. So I I don't I don't really care to see uh, Marcelo Zunas. But long term, I think that you talking about what two years left on the deal. You mm-hmm. know, and if you're willing to pay a good portion of that contract for him to go away and right. a team pick up a Pick up, pick him up, and take a chance on him. I think you make that call. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think yeah. uh, Alex Anthopoulos will consider that. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where where it is with Marcelo Zuna. But yeah, Snit, man, don't even worry about uh uh, uh letting, give Marcelo Zuna a couple more days off, as my boy right. John Chucker would say. <laughs> exactly. And you look at some of the quiet moves that the Braves have made in the last twenty four hours. In addition to having interchangeable parts like a William Contreras who can play multiple positions, right? And you can even kind of pop uh, Von Grissom in here and there in some different spots. You've got Orlando Arcia, Eddie Rosario. So you've got, and I'm just kind of throwing out those names in terms of players who are interchangeable. And then they go out and they claim Rylan Bannon off waivers from the Dodgers. Now, granted, optioned him to AAA Gwinnett, but that doesn't mean that we won't see him come up sooner rather than later. And granted, that's infield, but again, you're just watching 
some of the moves that they're making and looking at even a player like Ryan Goins, who they actually did call up to the major league roster. And you're saying to yourself that in different spaces and places, they're starting to kind of tweak this roster to get it ready for this final stretch of the regular season and then get it ready for the postseason. And players like Marcel Ozuna, who aren't serviceable at the plate or in the outfield, they yeah. don't have time for that type of dead Wait, but speaking of dead weight, if you don't have time for dead weight and you just really want to know the bottom line on what it is that you should bet on, who it is you should bet on, and how you should bet, Jarvis will tell you just how to get it done efficiently with Bet Online. Folks, go to betonline.net. Why, Jarvis? Because this is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Because guess what? I've been looking at betonline.net because, you know, I may want to put a little change on something, something, something. You know, this Falcons-Jets game is coming up. That over-under is 39 and a half. Joe Flacco's that quarterback for the Jets. Zach Wilson is going to be down for a little while. Hey. The Falcons' offense look, was looking good under with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter under center. So, shoot, I might want to go ahead and say, maybe go get that over or just bet the game straight up. The, the um, Falcons are bet um, favored by one point. You know? So, mm -hmm. hey, that might be something that you might want to jump on. So, yeah, you know, if you're not sure and, you, and I wasn't convincing enough, BetOnline got all the information you need. Like, they have all the sports wagering information, include live betting, esports, and the scores. So, you can bet. As the game is going along, all they have all what you need, right? So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions. Because guess what, y'all? Bet online is where the game starts. Yes, See? Whew, man, we're talking about <laughs> something that is you know, that's really good. I talked about my more prime got something going on, but but for those right. of you who don't know, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down prime has done it again t he has hired former minnesota viking head coach mike zimmer as an analyst mm -hmm. um and i thought it was funny kind of how uh dion had uh announced it he was yeah. like he's like yeah shout out to mike zimmer you know, coming on as an analyst, he said, Lord knows I can't really afford to pay you what you're worth, but I appreciate you. And I think uh, Zimmer was right on brand, right? He was just like, he said, quote, the pay's not good, but I do love Dion and I do anything for him. So this is, so if you're an HBCU and you're trying to figure out how you can maximize your potential that you have on campus and what you want to do as a program and try to grow that bad boy, get somebody that people are willing to work for for dang near nothing. <laughs> I know that's I know that's really hard to kind of accomplish, but Prime is doing something special down at Jackson State, too. Yeah, it, it's so interesting that we saw this article this morning and we're like, yeah, let's talk about this. Because just last night I was talking to one of my best friends and he was like, what do you think about what Dion is doing down there? And it was, you know, he had a little tone to it. And I said, let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. I said, yep. if Dion... I hear it all the time, too. I know you can appreciate it. If mm -hmm. Dion Sanders stays at J-State for five years, trust and believe, Jackson State, the SWAC, and HBCU football overall is going to be better for those five years. When you look at their facilities pre-Dion and post-Dion, I bet they'll be different. When you look at giving, you know I'm all about that. Give back to your schools, public service announcement. But mm -hmm. when you look at the donors, the number of donors, the percentage of donors, the sponsorships, all of it matters. The NIL deals that can trickle down to some of those students, some of those other student athletes, 
All of that is the Deion Sanders effect. And I, I suspect we'll see that soon enough with Eddie George as well. So definitely don't want to take anything away from him and what he's doing uh, at uh, Tennessee State or even in basketball with Reggie Theus, I think down at Bethune-Cookman. But ultimately speaking, if these guys are willing to take these schools on and help to elevate them, I'm all for it. And yes, when you can bring in a Mike Zimmer or a Jeff Fisher, who's going to say no to that as a consultant Some or, or um, you know, even having... Uh, uh, somebody like uh, Grambling head coach Hugh Jackson. Yep. Who's mm-hmm. going to say no to that if that's going to raise the level of competition within black college football and also give these guys the kind of facilities that they deserve so that they can show these professional leagues that they are just as good, if not better, than some of the guys who may be at some of those larger D1 programs, right? So I'm all for it, Dion. Congratulations on getting Mike Zimmer to go to J-State. And I can't wait to cover you guys this fall. I'm excited about what you guys are doing there. And yeah, again, if he walks away after year four or five when his kids are done in that program, I believe Jackson State will still be better for it. No doubt about it. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the buy-in. You know, um, and with his name, that comes along with the package, right? You got to be able to say, you know what? We know what you bring to the table from a, a football knowledge standpoint, but we also know from a branding standpoint what you bring to the table. And I think the combination of those those two things is what has is one of the reasons why Jackson State has elevated to where it is today. Mm-hmm. And and I, but T, doggone Prime got a very. We talked about his birthday, right? You know, he said Prime recently celebrated a birthday. We'll talk yes. about the most unique gift that I've ever seen for a birthday gift. Uh, but first, T, but tell the folks about what they got going on at Coffee AM. And it's right in our backyard too, right? It certainly, certainly is. So listen, we're about to be in overload for football, football, and more football, right? So what's going to keep you up in the morning when you've been up all night the night before watching all of those football games? And in some cases, like Jarvis and I, replaying them and breaking down plays? Right. Coffee AM. That's how you keep going. And like he said, best small batch roaster in the country that's right in your backyard. So you can support local businesses and small owned businesses. It's a beautiful thing. But also, we're not just telling you to support a business for the sake of it because it's in your backyard and because it's a small business. It's also good product. So whether you're talking about the coffee and Jarvis being the coffee drinker on our show, he can tell you it's a great thing when you think about the fact that they are literally taking your order and that same day or not long after it is when they are actually brewing that coffee. So it's beautiful. Current crop, specialty grade. They go all over the world, fair trade, direct trade, organic, whatever it is that works for you, they probably have it. And again, you can go to their website to check it out yourself. Don't just believe us. It is coffeeam.com. And if you go with backslash locked on, there's a special deal in it for you. You can go to see their full menu so that maybe in addition to coffee, maybe you want to get tea like me. I like the tea. You maybe want to get gift sets as well. And on that first order, again, coffeeam.com slash backslash locked on will get you 15% off. So go ahead. Of course, stay with us until the end of the show. And then immediately following, check out coffeeam.com backslash locked on. No doubt about it. So we, you know, had talked about Prime, you know, hiring Mike Zimmer and doing a really good thing. But I think this probably got to be the most unique thing I've ever seen, T. Yeah. (laughs) Prime got some toes for his birthday. Now, we know that... Yeah, let me explain. Oh, I already know. Yeah, yeah. For those who are watching, like, let let me explain. 
you know, Prime has, you know, it has had turf toe issues, you know, when he played. And then we know he had uh, being a wheelchair, you know, bound to a wheelchair because he just couldn't get his toes right. He just could right. not get his toes right. So somebody decided to say, you know what? I'm going to give you some toes uh, for your birthday. And then they were like the little fake look plastic. And that's right. they were kind of like uh, – <clears throat> European toes, right. so <laughs> they, they 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 weren't, they weren't even uh, uh brown toes. Uh, they were right. European toes. So <laughs> European toes on his, he had it on his foot. It toe. was just yeah. I was just like man, it was it was just absolutely amazing. But whoever gave him though that that gift, I think they have a very good sense of humanity. Oh my god, and they better be happy. Deion Sanders has a good sense of humor, right? He was like, "Y'all got jokes, right?" So you know, he took it in stride. He took it in stride because, of course, we know he had some challenges. Really, all last season, you saw him kind of hobbling around on the little, you know, rolling walker, if you will. And of course, he had to get a couple toes amputated. But mm -hmm. all good with him. He's still Dion walking around just as sure as you please. But I thought that was really cool. And yeah, only your good people, only your boys, only your girlfriends who are like your aces could do something like that and not get hands laid on them. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but listen, speaking of hands being laid on somebody, we hope that Jake Odorizzi and company lay some hands yes. on the Mets tonight. We know it's going to yes. be a taller order with Max Scherzer on the mound, but we still in Braves country believe that they're coming back with the dub and we'd love to come back and talk to you guys about it also like jarvis said falcons and jets are going to get at it with joint practices coming soon so we'll tell you guys about some versatility we are seeing on the practice field that might translate to the game next week and of course you know us we love to talk about the petty that we know will come as a result of whatever the hawk schedule looks like when we get it we already know some of it from preseason they'll be in abu dhabi Facing the Bucks on the 6th and the 8th of October. Looks like they're going to take on the Cavs and Pelicans maybe as well. But can't wait to download on that schedule tomorrow. So, again, check us out as always first. And then your second stop, Hitting Hard with John Checkery. We will see you guys tomorrow. Y'all come back. Now you're here. Same time, same place. 1245.